Morning and welcome to Wanda's Picks, a Black Arts and Cultural Program of the African Sisters Media Network, and that was Zion Trinity singing opening prayer to the African deity Eshu Legba, a deity that lets us know that we always have choices. We are never victims, and we are. I don't know. I think I think the song kind of um, sort of really rings true, um, considering what we're going to be talking. About this morning with uh, Benji, um, Benji, am I remembering your last name, um, Carver? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah, that's Carver. Yeah, about this really unique film festival, another hold in the head, <laughs> and yes, it kicked off uh, this weekend, and which uh, is December 11th through 27th, and this year is via event. Eventive.org and Zoom USA or Zoom US. And Pinch, um, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this unique uh, San Francisco Indie Film Festival? All right. Well, thank you, Wanda. Um, yeah. Uh, again, my name is uh, Benji Carver. Um, I'm one of the programmers, and uh, I host also our live side event. Uh, we've been doing live shows all year under another hole in the head as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, another hole in the head has been around for 17 years. This is the 17th anniversary, annual uh, uh, time. And uh, we highlight a lot of genre films, particularly horror films, I think most people think of us as. But we're actually a lot about uh, undefined, and especially uh, filmmakers, filmmakers of color, and also particularly uh, movies from all over the world. Uh, we can, and it's a just under 300 uh, films we have this year of shorts and features, uh, 250 shorts and just a uh, little over 40 features. So another hole in the wow. head pretty much right now. So. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Where does the name of that festival come from? I just, whenever I read it, it's just like another, <laughs> another. There's, there's already a hole in the head, but this is another. <laughs> um, the uh, creator and founder of the festival, uh, George Castellian Jr., um, uh, he could uh, talk more about that. Um, I've been around another hole in the head. I was actually uh, a teenager going to this festival and then uh, went to college, came back, and then became a part of the festival. So I, I don't know the exact mm-hmm. origins of it. I've, I've heard various stories about it. <laughs> it's been mm-hmm. uh, in that time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would have to say George would know the answer to that one. 
So. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, hopefully, maybe in one of the live um, programs, somebody can ask that question. So, mm-hmm. um, are you a director yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm a filmmaker. I went to went to film school um, mm-hmm. in uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, at Northwestern Film Center, and also um, interned with American Film Institute down in Los Angeles uh, for various projects over the years. So um, I've yeah I've, I've been a been a you know as they say a jack of all trades, uh, production assistant, art assistant, art director. Uh, shot a couple of my sh- uh, my own short films that have played at the festival over the years as well. Mm-hmm. So. So. Oh, that's pretty amazing! Wow, wow. So, um, so tell us, um, you know, about some of the highlights um, uh, this particular season, and um, yeah, uh, specifically, yeah. you know, people that are interested in, you know, films about by local directors and films um, that have to do with um, uh, African and African diaspora content and. Um, yeah, just tell us about you know some of the work that might appeal to folks and and how how they might you know um, watch these films. Yeah, and what they should so, miss as far as the live live uh, events that are that you probably are curating or or um, hosting. Yeah, so um, primarily, um, yeah, starting as you said in the opening, uh, December 11th when we started to uh, December 27th. Um, we are on-demand VOD uh, streaming service on Eventive, so you can pretty much for $125, you can see everything <laughs> and as much as you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, which we call it um, that? That essentially, it's like someone even said in one of the live shows, like it's like under a dollar, you can see everything. But to highlight mm. uh, African uh, diaspora work, we have a lot of stuff from around the world. Um, we have uh, particularly one, uh, I, I curate a couple blocks myself called Benji's Cosmic Finds, uh, one called uh, Three Blades, or uh, Trois Machete, um, apologies uh, to my French out there, but it's a French-Haitian uh, long short that I think that is a really powerful film from Haiti, as well as Ale uh, from uh, Brazil about the police force in Sao Paulo, uh, that's also called The Statement. Um, that is one of my definitely one of my highlights. But uh, also uh, Wiley Jamiley and the Kakakoon, which um, I think uh, highlights also a little bit of more of um, something that's a little more subculture and also LGBTQA as well. Um, we also have um, a film called Cecily and Lydia at the Waypoint as well. Uh, something that if you're a big fan of the show Black Mirror at all um it definitely touches on a lot of those issues as well of, of, of kind of being in this sort of another world of like sci-fi and fantasy as well as a, a film from uganda uh, imperial blue um that uh, that touches upon a lot of uh what we've kind of seen in the last you know for many 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 decades and centuries but um sort of you know of western colonial tourism or the mining kind of process of capitalism about a uh, you know, a a British guy who essentially, you know, drops into Uganda and tries to essentially uh, capitalize on a, mag- you know, what he thinks is some sort of magical cure-all and ends up, you know, particularly, you know, um, inciting quite uh, quite something in the in the community. I think that that's a pretty powerful and intense film as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can go on, but also 
Uh, a big shout out <laughs> to um, West Oakland director uh, Theo Hollingsworth with Sirius Lee, a time traveling funk elect rapper who got transported from 1980 to 2020 uh, in West Oakland. And I think that is definitely a highlight of the festival is that one. Um, it's a web series that I, I think hope people will check out. <laughs> so. mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of films. And um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Yes. Nice, nice, um, uh, nice selection. And um and I was wondering, um, I, I know another thing about this particular series is that for people that like horror, um, they can get, you know, sort of get their fix um, at this particular festival as well. And so when I was trying to figure out, what am I going to watch? <laughs> I had to, like, read it, and then it's like, okay, do can I handle it, you know, the preview? <laughs> can I handle yeah. the film? Um yeah, yeah, and so that's um, that's another um, really unique aspect, you know, to this particular festival. So, um, so you could talk a little bit about the kind of films, um, like of the ones you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. What 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 is meant by the word horror? Um, you know, um, as as oh. well as sci sci fi, and then also some of your your films are are docs uh, as well. Yeah, we do have we have quite a few documentaries as well, um, variations in, in, in length and size, like uh, Invención uh, de la Naturales, um, The Invention of Nature uh, from Bolivia, one of my, one of my, alt, uh, one of my favorite finds uh, of this uh, festival we had submitted to us. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think what the horror aspect of it is interesting is uh, I think that sometimes that's what everyone thinks about the festival, that it's just straight up we're here to scare you or – and it's a, it's a real intense ride, but yeah, horror comes in many layers, uh, many uh, kind of thoughts and, you know, um, and ideologies and, and theories. And so uh, what I love about the festival and what I've always been going to since I was, in, you know, as a teenager was, you know, as, as the festival is, it just, there's so much you can find that is, uh, that is in there from, you know, from comedy, comedic horror, like um, a movie called I Need You Dead from Portland that is uh, made by a bunch of younger uh, filmmakers um, out there, as well as um, a film called Joe Finds Grace, which is about a man with uh, whose butt um, is actually more of a more of a madcap kind of story and journey. And the filmmaker himself, um, Anthony Harrison, uh, it, it started making it in 1998 and then uh, recut it and started adding animation about five years ago. And then um, so it, it comes in many many different ways. Or if you go straight to uh, regular horror, uh, An Unquiet Grave, uh, which has been playing at a lot of horror festivals, a uh, platform called Nightstream. Um, that's that's definitely uh, more of the traditional kind of horror you might be looking for as well. Mm. <laughs> and and what about you? What kind of films um, you know are you really interested in? If you've been with this festival, I mean, you grew up with it, and you went away to college and came back. <laughs> as as a programmer yeah. as well as a contributor, you must really this must be your your kind of place. Um, yeah, uh, definitely a huge inspiration. Um, I, I think that something, and I think we've, which is definitely more talked about, but has always been a part of an aspect is the social political side of horror. I think that's mm. something that um, can you know uh, definitely attest to. I mean, we've had a lot of filmmakers, and you know, including. Jordan Peele uh, come out uh, with film, uh, with films, you know, as well as I would even put in Robert Rodriguez when he was in the 90s growing up with, from Dust Till Dawn. 
mm. there's always this aspect that I always think that is is kind of we get a catharsis that's kind of there, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was always kind of my guiding point with anything that I made that was either horror or sort of based release is trying to find what sort of catharsis we can kind of find uh, through this confronting our fears, um, but also uh, making talking points as well. Um, I, I shot a film uh, on the border a couple of years ago called Matalos that we're trying to get as a feature film, but that was a huge inspiration to the kind of the work that was kind of played here throughout the years and as well as other, other horror films I grew up watching. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Nightmare on Elm Street and, uh, um, as well as actually to highlight Nightmare on Elm Street, we have one of our directors is, uh, made a short film that I think, uh, uh, the audience, your audience might really like is called, um, the McHenry trial, um, uh, the don't judge a kid by his hoodie. And it's actually about a young black man who passes the bar at 14 and defends wow. his father who's on trial for murder. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's part of, I believe Benji Cosmic finds three, that's part of dramatic performances, kind of highlighting dramatic performances from around the world of, um, of particular actors. But it is a very well-acted film. Um, and uh, the director's name escapes my mind, but he played Kincaid on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. So, uh, But it's not a horror film at all. It is a very uh, it's a straight drama So as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I was just sort of going through the different um, – titles you know just clicking on the on the posters to see what they're about and uh and that's that's mm-hmm. really nice that's what makes it easy you know you see a film that's interesting you just click on the poster and there you can read about it you can watch a you know a trailer and you can also purchase a ticket and yeah. and it was really cool the way the way the okay well we can remember you know your electronic payment plan you know, in case you want to see another film <laughs> and then you have these deals like you can you if you want to see 10 movies it's much better um uh mm-hmm. than than going individually to get a package um can you talk to our audience a little bit about um how to purchase a ticket like the website and and some of the deals uh you mentioned the one uh i forgot how much it was uh, 125, right? Oh, yeah. And you can see everything under for under a dollar. Yeah. And that's a lot of films. Um, yeah, if you could tell people some of the other deals and what the website is, and then we can go back and you could go into more detail about some of the films that you've told us about and, you know, your opening film and your closing film and yeah. some of the talks and things like that. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, we uh... – um, you can find everything at our website at ahith.com, which is, you know, abbreviated to another hole in the head. Um, we couldn't do another hole in the head.com uh, for some reason, but uh, um, that was before my time. Uh, but uh, it's uh, ahith.com <laughs> is where you can get also info. Also, eventive.org is the streaming service. They also have it all organized also by our um, shorts, shorts and feature selection as well. Um and also, uh, yeah, the prices, I, I talked about the 125 That's kind of the overall amazing deal. But, yeah, for 10, 10 film pass is like 80 And then for five is uh, five film pass is like 45 We usually, when we've, we usually have done it in a theater, you know, until this you know, past year with Shelter in Place. Um, and usually it's always been about, um, about 10 to $15 a ticket. So that kind of equates it's actually even cheaper than going to see it at the theater as well. We've, we definitely tried to up up our ante, up our game 
year. Um, and yeah, and even add more, be able to show more short films and features than we normally have during the festival run. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the centerpieces and, and then, um, yeah, and, and sort of what happened this opening weekend. How many oh, people yeah. attended the festival? Um, we, for our live shows, um, we're, we had, a, like, we had over uh, a few hundred people um, mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, it's sort of interesting. We do things through Zoom, so um, we do kind of have, like, a tenant sheet. So we have, like, a lot of sign-ups. We, we kind of make it also limited as well um, to how many people uh, can, can make it, make it a special kind of experience on top of that um, as well. So yeah, um, hundreds of people came in uh, for the zoom, uh, our zoom live shows this weekend. Uh, we opened with, um, and I, I don't know, we're on radio. So uh, the title actually uh, might get, if you might have to bleep it or something like that. Um, it is a film from trauma entertainment. Uh, it is an adaptation of Shakespeare's uh, The Tempest. Um, mm-hmm. Lloyd Kaufman, who's been making movies for decades, uh, out of trauma. I don't know if, everyone, if, if anyone know, remembers The Toxic Avenger or, or um, Sergeant Kabuki Man or anything like that. Uh, these, these very absurd but yet also very politically you know, charged um, satires on you know, society and, and, you know, and, and, and corporations and stuff like that. But... Um, he made a film, uh, hashtag Shakespeare. Um, you can say, uh, can I, can I say, can I say the word? <laughs> I don't know if you know the title. So, um, oh, um, you know, well, but, um, I, I'm not going to yeah. believe you. Um, but, uh, okay. Well, you can say it once. Oh yeah. It, it, it's hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm is the title. Mm-hmm. That's our opener. Um, <laughs> And it, I, I, I definitely say it is not for everyone's taste, um, that movie, but I think that it kind of uh, also, I thought, definitely accumulated to how we've all been through a one one crazy, crazy year here um, mm-hmm. as well. So I think that uh, uh, I think that was a, a great opener, but also we, uh, we like to highlight fan films as well. So we, we've been showing um, someone made a new version of the Terminator films uh, in their own kind of in their own room and made a very powerful kind of statement. If you're a big fan of the, the old Arnold movies, uh, Terminator, the dark years. Um, but also we highlighted some great, uh, local filmmakers as well. Uh, murder, Barry, Wynn, Michael Lovin, who uh, shot this here in, uh, the, the East Bay in El Cerrito and then also in Mendocino County about a group of friends who, um, uh, which one called who invented a board game and they end up killing uh, the guy who's going to invest in it. And that one was a, a fun, <laughs> a fun ride uh, as well. And uh, yeah, Joe finds great. We had uh, from Vancouver, Canada and Danny and the vampire um, as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And, and what's yeah. coming up? Coming up. Um, we have, uh, we actually have several events. Um, I also uh, threw another hole in the head. We have a uh, a film set or a set that we built this year called Warp Dimension. And so mm-hmm. through the Warp Dimension, that's kind of where all the live shows happen. And we're doing uh, a VHS night. We're showing uh, The Running Man. If anyone remembers uh, The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Brown mm-hmm. and Jesse Ventura, we'll be showing that with some special guests on Wednesday night as well as some surprises that we always like to throw in there. That's kind of a way back, anything that's VHS related, we call it. Um, 
kind of giving uh, giving back to the old style. If, if you all remember a, a VHS player or at a VCR, <laughs> I, we have plenty here in the Warped Dimension <laughs> and another hole in the head. And uh, on top of that, um, we have um, uh, Jorge Torres Torres, uh, who is kind of like our indigenous. Uh, we have uh, we're, we recut all the Death Wish movies um, mm. on, uh, on Friday. Please added in like 200 other 50 films. And it's really about, um, it's really, it's a really intense ride uh, that uh, I think is reexamining a very controversial series as well. Um, and then, uh, and then on top of that, we have our foreign selection on Sunday uh, with the statement Ali from, uh, from Brazil and country of hotels. Um, also not to forget, but we highlight at each of our live shows, a series of shorts that we've selected. Um, so a lot of uh, great, Great horror, horror iconic faces might show up on Saturday for uh, for day 14, which is was shot during uh, quarantine by a family in Los Angeles, uh, and they were uh, they've been involved in like movies like uh, uh, like well you probably won't know the movies, but TV shows like The Mayans, and you, you can look them up. Shot this family, they they shot this with their kids in quarantine, uh, uh, dealing with <laughs> making a zombie movie, uh, which I thought was something that was pretty special. Um, on top of that. Mm, wow. I think wow. That just, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about, so I'm always trying to make sure I, I highlight three or four things and then move on. <laughs> yeah, you are the perfect person. I'm so happy that you volunteered to join us this morning to talk about this film festival because it's just so, so intriguing. Um, so let's talk a little more detail about, um, you know, um, a couple of the films that you mentioned early mm-hmm. on. <clears throat> Um, like, for instance, uh, the uh, film shot in Uganda, uh, Imperial Blue, um, mm-hmm. and and I really loved uh, Serious Lee, um, oh, yeah. you know, set in yeah. West Oakland, you know, right there at the BART station. Like, we see some, <laughs> some real, like, um, you know, some landmarks. Like, oh, I know where this place is. And then, you know, Mandela Market, I'm like, what? Health store they're in, and then when I read the credits, like, oh, they're wearing Mandela Market. This is so cool. But the music, and it's just a really fun film, um, you know. That's sort of really, you know, light, but but it has has a nice message. And and I was wondering at the end, is it going to continue, or ha- is it continuing, or does it just is that just the way that it's set up? Because thirty eight minutes, I think. So um, it's interesting with oh, seriously, it was a web series. So I, I believe they released oh. it originally um, in little like because it has chat kind of a what it called. Mhm. Okay. So so this so it already happened. So there um, the, it was released that way. But now we we see all of that all that it is that there is right at the moment. I probably I would I would have Theo speak more on the marketing of it, the packaging. I know that um, him and his, his crew have definitely um, been packaging it as like this, you know, kind of 38 minute uh, long short. We, we, we would call at the festival. Um, mm-hmm. Something a long short is something that is over 30 minutes, uh, but okay. not quite a feature. Feature is about an hour mm-hmm. or, and over. And um, I think that yeah, I, I think what what's amazing is with Theo's. Um, Theo has an amazing trailer, I think, that catches people right off the bat. I mean, it's about, you know, a electro-funk rapper from Oakland who is also a scientist and time traveler and ends up in, from 1980 
and he looks like a cross between, as someone says, uh, Mr. T and Richard Simmons uh, <laughs> as well, and uh, ends up in 2020 Oakland. And, of course, he's very much, you know, um, you know, uh, very much back in the, you know, just say no phase, you know, you know, eat your vegetables and say your prayers kind of attitude that uh, was, in, you know, <laughs> in kind of the wolf. Well, kind of in Reagan 80s kind of world and then he's now you know in Oakland in West Oakland in 2020 and you know there's a cannabis shop on every corner kind of thing and he's he's definitely taken aback by that and ends up involved in some insane uh, heists at the cannabis uh, shop getting a job there as well and um, I think it also just highlights a lot of uh, what what has changed a lot of uh, definitely someone growing up in the Bay Area um how much Oakland has changed as well. There's a there's a running joke about Lake Merritt. I think that that they touch upon that. I think it just was absolutely true and very hilarious about you know uh, how you can walk around Lake Merritt now when you couldn't you know <laughs> back in seriously time in 1980 Oakland. So so uh, things like that. But I think uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Theo Hollingsworth is an amazing uh, filmmaker that uh, I know will be going a long way. And yeah, season two will hopefully happen soon. I know they lucked out. They actually wrapped shooting just before the, just before the, you know, the quarantine shelter in place happened. So they were very lucky to finish the, the series. I know before, um, before uh, season one, before, before all that has happened this year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I noticed, you know, sort of uh, there's a, the story. There's also a, a subplot around the whole idea of, absent fathers and mm-hmm. and then there's you know there's a son whose father left when he was little and mm-hmm. and and you know it's not you know people don't have an opportunity all the time to talk about sort of what happened to their dads and then when he when he mm-hmm. sort of runs down you know my my friends you know their father left because of this that or the other and and you know it's like and that's kind of like wow you know the stereotype around that and then his father is a, is a a, a um, scientist, you know, mm-hmm. a physicist, and and he doesn't do drugs, and you know, he loves milk. <laughs> yeah, he does and, love milk. Yeah. There's this. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's something that's great. Um, and and, and Theo uh, definitely highlights it is that you know it's essentially you know the only reason why he was absent was because he was a time traveler. Like he he didn't mean to leave his kid behind, but I think. The running mm-hmm. joke throughout the show is, you know, since it's 2020 and and uh, Sirius hasn't aged, but his son, um, his son has, and it's actually his son is older than Sirius in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's this very interesting dynamic between the older son and the absentee younger father. I think is sort of the irony that I think is going on there as well. Um, but I think that definitely touches upon, yeah, uh, upon a lot of things that's happened, and especially uh, around, you know, uh, what has happened, you know, in 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 black and brown communities, you know, uh, you know, in the seventies and eighties of, you know, we can count the ways of, you know, how the government intrusion to, you know, just to the prison industrial uh, system had, you know, removed quite a bit. But I think what, what I think I love about seriously is that it also, it, it, it goes there, but it also, it gives you a great, great reflection and laugh um, dealing with these really, you know, these, these darker subjects as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So. Yeah, but I was just thinking, you know, you have other films. You have you have more than mm-hmm. one film, a few films about about fathers and sons. You even have a film called Fathers and Sons, I think. Is that correct? Am I we do have a film called Fathers and Sons. I don't know that one. I don't think. Uh, I do apologize. I think that would be a short film. 
Um, mm-hmm. We have over 200 yeah. short films here. So, um, mm-hmm. But you also asked about Imperial Blue, which I think is a, 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 is a yeah. highlight as well. Um, and I think I, I touched upon it a little bit in, earlier in the show. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely deals with the sort of in, in what is very much true is the what I – what I uh, what I in through my school studies kind of we call the mining process, but not to make light of anything on um, capitalism and and use of you know natural resources for profit, and I think that's what that film definitely is. It's like you know about a again you know white uh, Euro character that is you know comes to Uganda in a small village and finds this you know uh, this supposedly this cure all drug, and then event what he does is you know. And she can start, you know, and start a riot within the system that is there. And I think that's something that definitely, be in, you know, Western colonialism has definitely uh, influenced on that. But I think it's an intense, tense movie that I, I highly recommend people checking out. Uh, we actually thought it was originally a documentary, one of our programmers. And then I was like, no, 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 this is something that, you know, I think is, is de- definitely something we should highlight. And it's not. It's actually a, it is a scripted film, but based, probably based on a lot of, you know, very true stories that are out there. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um I I was really interested in um the uh the Mac Henry trial um don't judge a kid yeah. by uh by their hoodie or his hoodie hoodie. Yeah, talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about that one. That sounded really fascinating. The title is sort of like draws you in. So um I think the title draws you in more um it it's it's also um Mainly, uh, it's a 14-year-old uh, young young black man who passes the bar at 14 years old. You don't quite know. That's kind of revealed halfway through because you know that there's, again, uh, he's dealing with um, his father is in prison. Full story. It's a longer short as well. It's about 30 minutes. Um, but uh, the performances are, are so, so amazing, and there's some really uh, powerful stuff at the end. But uh, it's revealed that um, he passes. He's he's the youngest person to pass the bar at 14, and that he's actually defending his father, who is on trial, who's who's homeless, and was accused of murder, uh, murdering his actually his best friend. But you know, it, it and his father through a factor says it did not happen, and so um, you know the son believes him, but also he's a lawyer on top of that, so he can defend his father. Um, but there's also uh, it goes into other you know realms of it, and also he wears a he wears a hoodie like he wears like a you know shirt and tie with a hoodie on it to make him you know it's kind of you know the younger you know to make him young, but um but also I think it's you know the the catch all uh, don't judge the kid by his hoodie what we've had with you know with Trayvon Martin uh, mm-hmm. and you know and sadly the many names that have you know that have happened uh, from this and so I think um, uh, the directors you know definitely chose on that end uh, chose the title to definitely grab you. But McHenry trial also refers to a, tr- um, a trial that happened in the South uh, that they go into further about that essentially allows um, the son to defend his father. You know, he's 14 years old again, 14-year-old lawyer defending, you know, anyone is, is in a uh, feat, but also on top of, you know, the, the drama and the uh, storytelling of uh, being the, its own father as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Um, is the director um, new to um, to, to uh, filmmaking, or, or is this a veteran director? No, actually, uh, let me look this up real quick, because I, I always, um, I know him as, I, actually, uh, many have probably remember uh, him as Kincaid on, um, on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, 
uh, mm. back in the back in the 80s. Um, he's he's been around for a long, long time. Um, and uh, and it, but I believe this is his first directing, um, like major directing that he's done. Mm. Uh, and I do apologize. I should know his uh, know his name, but I yeah I grew up as I, I, I always told him, oh yeah King Cade's movie we call it <laughs> at the <laughs> festival, um, mm. and um, but yeah that's that's uh, let me see yeah I, I can't seem to find it right now on the the director's actual name. But if, if, if but if the uh, people are listening in yeah they they'll definitely know they're like oh I know King Cade from Nightmare on Elm Street but yeah he made the Henry Child there's, there's a kid by his hoodie so. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah, and, and I wanted to mention that um, the Father's Project, um, What If AIDS mm-hmm. Never Existed, um, that's the rest of that title. And, uh, oh, looks, looks yes, it's really a documentary, yeah. The, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's a yeah. docudrama, uh, the what <laughs> if uh, questions um, of sort of, uh, yeah, what if, um, if yeah, if, if, uh, if medicine was readily available in the LGBTQ community, the gay community, in San Francisco during, you know, the 1980s, instead of being suppressed by various, you know, political out, uh, outlets and stuff and availability is essentially yeah, the, this big question that is uh, the void that has definitely been left behind uh, for uh, the arts and, and sense of community that is there. So, I, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, I have not seen that one, but I have I, the, the, the trailer is really amazing on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the trailer too. Um, yeah, I also watched the uh, trailer for Giant: The World of Filmmaker Jeff Leroy, and <laughs> that looked interesting. Yeah, um, Jeff Leroy and uh, Jason Cartillion, who who made the documentary, are 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 great great staples um, to our mm. uh, another hole in the head festival. We've we've highlighted a lot of their work in the past. It, uh, uh, Jason Cartillion is a, an amazing independent filmmaker. Uh, who's also his father um, is a is a classic Hollywood actor who was in all the uh, Planet of the Apes movies as well. Mm. So he's been around, um, you know, with giant, you know, it's a monster movie. He's he's definitely been around a lot of you know people in suits <laughs> growing up. So he's uh, he's very familiar with that world of uh, practical effects and and what have you. So that that's always giants a giants a real real fun one. <laughs> so. mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, any uh, any women directors? Uh, any um, that are that is kind of new to the festival, or just you know staples as well? Oh yes. Um, well, uh, which one call it? Um, we we. So it's interesting this year. Uh, normally, uh, Barbara Crampton is usually we always have a Barbara Crampton movie. Uh, she's a horror filmmaker and producer and actress since the 1980s, reanimator. But usually, we always have a feature that she's in or she's made. But not this year. Um, uh, just uh, variations of short. I was working on one that she we hopefully get, but we did not get. But um, also, I would like to highlight, yeah, um, Juliet Strangio's uh, Sicily and Lilia uh, and Lydia at the Waypoint. Sicily and Lydia at the Waypoint um, is uh, definitely to highlight there, as well as I believe. Double check. Oh, the Big Kitty. Uh, it's a husband. Oh, that looks team. really good. Oh yeah, yes. yeah tell us about that is, one. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a throwback to like His Girl Friday and like Out of the Past and but also it's 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 a it's a comedy on top of that as well. But they are a uh, husband and wife directing team out of Australia, mm-hmm. but I believe they also shot in Paris as well. Um, 
Karen Lamb's The Curse of the Willow Song is another one that's a female uh, film directed, woman director uh, mm-hmm. as well. And um, also a Asian American filmmaker on top of that. And, uh, and then, yeah, I think definitely uh, what's interesting, and I, I love that you're highlighting it, is that's kind of been, uh, and, and a, lot of, a lot of our short films, have, we've been able to get a lot more female uh, and woman directors um, here as well, but um, also highlighting a lot of uh, non-binary filmmakers and LGBTQA uh, filmmakers as well. Uh, that are here within the genre, which I kind of, you know, is, it, it, it gives a variation and doesn't make the genre defined as well on, on that. And I think that that's something that's really powerful about the festival on top of that. But I'm, I'm always, I'm always wanting to see more feature films directed by female, uh, female women directors as well. And uh, I think that's something that I've, I'm always searching for. And it's, it's, unfortunately it's uh short films that we, we have quite a bit now coming in, but, it is, uh, features are still kind of like, a. It, it's something to be highlighted, you know, we would love to see more, you know, dire- um, women directors in, in horror as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, and I was looking at the one, because um, what I did is, because I wasn't sure um, if I could handle <clears throat> the horror, I just, I was like, okay, I just, I just searched by documentary, and then I searched by comedy, mm-hmm. Cause, cause yeah. and I really love it that you can filter your searches, so you say, okay, which films yeah. might I be interested in, and then you can just go through, and because there are a lot of different um, uh, different kinds of genres. There's westerns, <laughs> there's student <laughs> short film, you know, yeah. fan films. I mean, adventure, you know, action, animation. I mean, you know, you could really crime <laughs> dance yeah i mean they're they're oh, crime, yeah crime yeah one of my favorite yeah we we have a, oh, we have a film from south korea <laughs> that's really good mm. a south mm-hmm. korean crime film called beats clawing at straws uh great great movie uh dealing with what what happens when you find a uh you know a bag full of cash at a at a day spa and what kind of transpires from there and you know, very, it's not <laughs> horror, but it's definitely uh, very intense <laughs> what happens mm-hmm. on that. So um, I'd also Hi. like to highlight Daytime daytime Nightmare. I was I knew there was another uh, female uh, director we had. Uh, mm. Daytime Nightmare by Catherine Gray, uh, Katrina, uh. Katrina Gray. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is really cool. So is your film festival, um, like can the whole family attend any of this? or Or is there like a... Um, sort of like age kind of like recommendation? Um, it depends. It's interesting. Um, we, we sometimes, uh, specifically uh, filmmakers, even local, we just had uh, a director, um, Vincent Cortez, um, uh, show his short film, The Lost, Mitchell Street Pictures. And, you know, he, he directed his own kids in it it's from his, his young mm. daughter's perspective. So we had we definitely had younger people in the audience last night showing um, – but uh, it's primarily, yeah, we, we, we've always catered more towards, you know, sort of the, uh, you know, no censorship um, kind of uh, nature of it. Um, so it's definitely, definitely 18 and up, uh, I'd recommend um, for the festival. Um, and that's something that I always was excited as a teenager being like, yes, I get to see like, you know, the, you know, the movies that are not, you know, cut by, you know, the studio or by censorship laws at all. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of content that is definitely for adults only. So. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And and once again, can you give um, our audience um, the information about um, how to get tickets? And um, and uh, I was wondering the, um, for instance, for the uh, for the the talks and things like that. If a person misses it, does that mean that you really just missed it because it's live and it's not not recorded? And after it's over, it's over. Or do you hope so, do you like have a place on the website where you can watch? talks <laughs> afterwards um so we try to keep the live special uh some filmmakers have asked us to record um and we try to record them at you know as much as possible i even put a reminder on one last night and i was just we were doing so much that i forgot to record the first half um on that but no normally we try to keep the live shows very special uh just for the the uh for who comes in but all the movies we play there are available on demand uh, at the festival from now till the 27th. So uh, no one can, no one's missing out if um, on a particular movie or anything, just sort of the live aspect of filmmakers coming in, uh, you know, stuff that I've, I've done as the host to keep kind of the show going and sort of uh, excitement or special surprise guests if we have any that, that come in as well. So that's sort of the, the live aspect of the show. But um, yeah, and you said about tickets, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a h i c h dot com. Uh, also, Eventive, Eventive Streaming. Um, it's kind of the go-to place for streaming, but you can get tickets there. Yeah, the, um, the they range in different prices, but yeah, five five movies gets you forty. It's forty-five dollars. Ten movies is eighty. Film pass, a uh, film pass for ten, and then the all-access pass is one twenty-five. Um, but yeah, you can definitely go to our website. Um, again. Another hole in the head is at ahith dot com, um, and uh, uh, you can check out. And there's a, we actually have an amazing yeah, the site. You can just click on. We have plenty of all the posters for all the shorts and features are individually there, and you can click on that, and then it'll get you directly to the link to stream as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I was wondering with regards to if you have a few more minutes, um, just sort of you know filmmaking and films. During this period, um, 2020 has been an amazing year, um, quite unlike anything that we could have imagined in, you know, 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knows what 2021 is going to look like. Um, and your and your film festival sort of goes right through, you know, the um, the equinox, you know, <laughs> um, and also, you know, that period um, where the planets are aligning, you know, the age of the dawning. Mm-hmm. Of the age of Aquarius again, <laughs> you know, next this coming weekend, um, yeah. and I was just wondering, just sort of, um, you know, as an artistic medium, um, what what are directors mm-hmm. saying? You know, like what are you feeling, um, insofar as, you know, the way that you have to work now, and the way yeah. that people are working compared to, you know, gosh, January, <laughs> last this year. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. We, we held a smaller festival in September uh, for Wolf mm-hmm. Dimension Fest, which is, was created through the, the pandemic that we, that we created for audiences because they couldn't have access to going to the movies as much. And I think there was definitely a note of asking, if they ever asked the question, oh, what's new? Or where are you going next with? A lot of filmmakers are like, I don't know. We're just trying to, we're waiting out to the end. Um, now the kind of, I've noticed the change sort of uh, a little bit in temperature in the room kind of thing like that is, you know, uh, I think filmmakers are very excited to uh, be able to probably make something soon. I think they've been 
definitely writing a lot um, and trying to get as much pre-production going. So once, you know, uh, you know, for various, you know, various, you know, whether it be vaccine or being allowed outside or, or just making the health precautions, they can automatically start shooting and making another, you know, feature or short. So I think that there's definitely that, that is, that is there that I think a lot of filmmakers have definitely worked on a lot of their craft um, with, with screenwriting and, also, uh, Zoom has been an amazing platform to do readings as well. So bringing together people mm-hmm. that uh, for readings of their screenplays and their projects and art installations, um, I've definitely delved into that world. Uh, my creative partner um, brought me in on that for a couple of projects of my own this past year. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, it's interesting. I, I do feel like there's a little more hope than it was a few months ago when we were talking but I think also at the same time, um, you know, it is sort of the future is unwritten and, and that's kind of the, it, it, I know it's scary, but it's also kind of the exciting part of what we can do as a community, uh, you know, either locally or globally, you know, getting together, especially for, and, and my love for genre, seeing people come out and, and definitely uh, talk about and, and confront what we've all been afraid to talk about for, uh, you know, for decades on end kind of thing, so, or mm-hmm. centuries. <laughs> so. Yeah, and and there's any any sort of aspect of you know um, sort of you know being a director, being a filmmaker, um, you know this is this is your creative um, voice. This is how you create. Um, does uh, filmmaking, uh, you know, given given our current um, context, does it is it um, sort of like gives you um, some tools that if you weren't a filmmaker, you wouldn't necessarily be able to, like, um, I guess maybe uh, address certain issues. But because you are a director, you you know, you're, you're, you have the facility of, of these this particular kind of language, which um, everyone doesn't necessarily have the kind of facility with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, and if so, so what? What is that? And like, you know, when we think back on this period, um, mm-hmm. the filmmakers will have like the last say because of whatever. Like some of the stuff that's coming out, people are thinking about, um, can only be said with film as opposed to you know writing a novel or painting a, a picture or you know taking a photograph. Yeah, I, I think that these are all highly great questions uh i think with yeah with especially with filmmaking but i also would like to say video games as well mm-hmm. um you know that's something is a medium that is expanded on and uh when i started going when i was in film school everyone was like what is this going to be the new thing but i think hybriding a lot of it there's some amazing work coming from all over the world uh with how technology is readily available uh more so now on stories that we have here um so I think yeah, film, but film is 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 the or at least you know, and in, in my I'll say my generation is that it, this is our novels, and I think our movies, um, mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it is that is a that is a very great highlighting point. Um, also, yeah, of what what is left of the studio systems of, of in the industry of you know Hollywood or L.A. Um, uh, you know, they're definitely uh, taking more in ideas, buying up streaming movies that, uh, that normally they would probably not want to talk about, you know, 10, 20 years ago kind of thing or, or be associated with. 
And so I think that's a kind of a great thing that's going on, especially in the streaming service platform outside of just festivals in general, um, is getting access to movies that you would normally never have a chance to, or you had to go to a festival to see kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, on that. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I really like about, um, going to festivals, um, in a, in a virtual setting, um, is mm. the idea that you get seven days, <laughs> you know, to go back, you know, yeah. like you could, cause, cause it's so hard. I mean, film festivals are almost like a vacation. Like you take your vacation to go to the festival because otherwise, how are you going to see all these films, right? It's just too wonderful. And, um, and so, you know, if you can, if you have seven days, you can sort of try to pace yourself because, Gosh, I was, um, you know, trying to attend this film festival, but I was finishing up the African Diaspora mm. Film Festival, and mm. the films were available for a week, and then you get to, and it's Eastern time. So it's like, okay. Mm. And so then 9 o'clock is midnight. So it's like, oh, man, that's gone. Oh, shoot. You know, you have all these plans, but you can't watch them all. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just really like, how do you do it? Like, I mean, you watched you know, I don't know. Have you? Did you watch hundreds of films <laughs> for the? You know, to sort of narrow. You know. Um, yeah. No. The selection we, down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny uh, this year particularly because we did two film festivals. We did a, a smaller festival to try out our live oh, right. our live shows in September. So yeah, um, yeah. The the group here, another hole in the head. Uh, you know, specifically run by uh, George and Romani. Um, that yeah, we've yeah we've watched. Probably near, you know, well, short films over a thousand, over a thousand, and then uh, collectively, Whoa. and then, and then, yeah, near, near, nearing, yeah, several, several hundred <laughs> feature films, and it's 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 interesting too because we're the last film festival of 2020, and so uh, some of these oh. we've got some amazing selections that they were like, hey, uh, we actually we got we got our rights bought, so you, we can't show, sorry, you know, kind of thing. So there was a few oh. films that I was really excited to show people. One particular film from South Africa that uh, mm-hmm. called Fried Berry that will be on Shutter soon at horror streaming service. Uh, definitely look out for that one um, on that end. So I, I, um, yeah, I was, um, yeah, it was. It's it's been yeah, it's been quite a bit, <laughs> but it's I love it though. It's <laughs> so many stories and such as stories about one thing. You know, it's, it's stories from around the world about multiple multiple voices and I think that's the beautiful thing about the, the collective on that. Um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And and um and I was wondering, um I w- there was some other films that I didn't get a chance to watch the trailers and I the titles just kind of intrigued me. Um Waver Particle is one of those films and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what that short is about. Uh Waver Particle, that's probably one of our short films. Uh mm-hmm. and I do apologize when short films come up I'm always like, they're all our kids, uh, <laughs> and so oh, really? I don't. Yeah, but <laughs> they're all yeah, your kids. So we well, share parenting. Yeah, cute. Uh, mainly the ones I know. I mean, for sure, is because uh, I I I was on a program and Benji's Cosmic Finds are four four pieces that we have there. So um, mm-hmm. definitely, Waver Particle is the one. Let me see. Yeah, I uh, uh, I, I yeah the um. Uh, what is it? The the trailer didn't work, so I couldn't watch the trailer. Um, I read about okay. it, but it was it didn't quite say much. And then and then Firstborn looked interesting, and because uh, it's an animated film, and and Felt Love looks like anime. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that looks interesting too. 
Yeah. Um, and something, yeah, I, I, I always oh, kick me for this. Uh, I've had friends be like, you talk all about these movies. We always forget the animation. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just didn't go to school for animation. So I always kind of in my head, I'm always thinking of a lot of narrative and non-narrative, uh, you know, features and shorts. Uh, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. something that's a beautiful thing that we highlight, especially in our shorts uh, selection. We t- occasionally get a good a couple good um, fe- uh, features that are animated or anim- or, or anime uh, mm-hmm. based, um, which is uh, yeah something to very much highlight on that end of the film. So um, yeah, we have a um, what is it called this year? Because they're also broken into. Uh, uh, we were calling them "Stranger with Eye Candy," I think it was. Uh, at this mm. festival in September with anything that's involving animation. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely a highlight on that end. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, yeah, you have another one, um, happily Everglades after, after that's another, um, animation okay. that came up. With I, yeah. Search. Yeah. Yeah. We had one called and, Union and the Hollow Monster. That was uh, a mm-hmm. filmmaker had made a hand-drawn animation uh, from Florida as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that we just had a, our live show. That's the one that's sticking out in my head most of all. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's quite a bit. If you go on the website, there's yeah over 250 short films here. Um, and yeah, a lot of, yeah, documentaries, animations, narratives as well. So um, mm-hmm. that yeah. one. Did you find out what Waver Particle is about yet? Because I like I have it. not, and I'm sorry. I, I'm looking no through problem. this. I'm actually. Uh, it's it's great that our site actually has like these posters, and it might be one that maybe doesn't have a poster on it. And I'm trying um, to. Oh yeah, it has a poster. Press. It's just the um, uh, yeah. the um, the trailer didn't work. It took me um, it took me to mm. um, YouTube, and then it said. Um, I don't know. It gave me a message, but it didn't play. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's huh. one I'm just gonna have to watch then. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then generosity of strangers. I I like the title of that one. Oh yeah, generosity of strangers. Um, the filmmaker. Uh, yeah, that's part of the dramatic performance, I believe. Benji's mm-hmm. cosmic find. Uh. The filmmaker actually uh, has uh, shot that on the Muni right before uh, oh. the day before or the day of the shutdown in in March, so in San mm. Francisco. Um, that one has quite a quite a twist on it, actually, on what that the actual story is about. Because you think it's one thing, and it turns out to be something entirely different at the end. So, um, but nice. but yeah, uh, amazing performance by the lead actress there. So. Cool, cool. Wow, wow. Great. Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us um, to talk about, you know, this festival, which, wow, yeah, I'm so happy, you know, that um, you said yes, because um, you you brought, a, you know, a lot of uh, breadth and depth to the conversation that doesn't happen if you're just reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, even though, you know, it's a, it's a very nice website, it's... um. Yeah, you know, you just wouldn't know these things that you share with us um, with without your being present. So it's really helpful. Thank you so much, Benji. Oh, yeah. yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also just one perspective on it as well, too. I, I not try to be, but I am definitely a face and voice of the festival <laughs> on this end. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope people will definitely check out, uh, but also check in. Yeah, there's 
Yeah, there's so many that I even I couldn't even find how many movies we have right now um, in the festival. But uh, I hope people will come check out the live shows as well. Um, I, I say it's great background. You can even just sign in and or you know and just you don't have to tune in because we're on for like six or seven hours for each live live show. So we're mm-hmm. uh, so if you just want to tune in, tune out, or or just put it on in the background. And uh, you know if you're having a little you know just. I know everyone's kind of keeping safe, and I hope everyone's doing well out there as well. But uh, definitely, yeah, the warp dimension is 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 here <laughs> to uh, fill a void in entertainment needs if yeah. need be. So on that end, right? Yeah, and you take us right through, you know, Christmas, and you know, this is a hard time for folks. Um, yeah, and there are a whole lot of people that are not doing well, you know, there's so many people, you know, when you when you drive around, you know, Oakland, I don't know what it's like in San Francisco, but there are so many people that yeah. are wondering us. I'm like, whoa, yeah. where did all these people come from? And it's chilly. It's really chilly yeah. now. It's raining a little bit. Like, That's oh, my raining. goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's, I think that's something I've, I've kind of, I've, we've pushed for is, um, is I mean, in, in this, you know, Speaking of you know the homeless situation that we have here and the and, and being marginalized, yeah, I think that's something that mm-hmm. is very much you know relevant and more so every day, especially in 2020. Um, but uh, as well as uh, all all our Wednesday shows um, are free. The I just mm-hmm. I always ask for like cause a donation button because I, I do edit all the videos, so just to mm-hmm. kind of see a feedback if, if people can afford a dollar or two. But um, mm-hmm. but they're all Wednesdays are always been free as well as we we were doing free Saturdays and up until the festival we always show a a favorite film we were showing like Predator on Thanksgiving and things like that. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Uh, the classic film from action from the 1980s. Uh, but yeah, just multiple things. So we've tried to keep a lot of our content very affordable or just free and just ask for donations. Mm-hmm. If possible, so I think that that was definitely a uh, been a goal of mine, you know, to bring, you know, not to be like, hey, you know, try to, you know, ask for, you know, all this, you know, definitely with monetary means being, and including myself mm-hmm. being very, yeah, very questioned or, or very, you know, very it, it being reduced, especially in this last year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so this Christmas, which is. Um, Next Friday, mm-hmm. is it next Friday? Yeah, um, is um, something? Are you all having um, um, a reduced um, cost screening or free screening? And um, yeah. for Christmas, uh, I know we have a we have two live shows. I don't know what the mm-hmm. prices are on that. Mm-hmm. Um, like our Death Wish revision show, which is on Friday, that's just five dollars. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we have well, interesting enough, we we are actually doing a benefit uh, for oh. the film San Francisco Art Institute uh, with mm-hmm. uh, with Christopher Coppola, uh, nephew to the great Francis Ford Coppola and brother of Nicolas Cage. I might add, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing that with him and, and a feature film that he made and a, uh, that he made through a student film many years ago that has a lot of familiar faces. I believe the voice of Roger Rabbit <laughs> is also in this oh, movie. Wow. Um, that's at thirty, and that's a benefit uh, for the Bowman Art Institute as well. Yeah, Palmer's Pickup, an American Roadshow Odyssey retrospect with Christopher Coppola. 
live. So Christopher Copel will be running that on that end. Um, yeah, where are the tickets on that? Yeah, I believe. Um, oh, so it's it's essentially it, it's we we split it into two times. So uh, starts at two thirty. Um, that part of the festival, and then we come back at seven p.m. But it's it's one flat flat of uh, ten dollars. But it's essentially uh, five dollars per per um, per on that. But yeah, the first part is a is a is a benefit for the San Francisco Art Institute. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other part is a is a horror film called The Last Thanksgiving, which I uh, if you're if, if, if that that is definitely one of our more gore, more gorier movies we have. <laughs> so, so. Okay. So be warned, folks. <laughs> yeah, but Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights, even past the festival, it's always it will be free. Uh, tune in. It just you just have to sign up um, mm-hmm. for uh, at Zoom, and it's a uh, it's an underground. Uh, I call it an underground TV show, and it's mm-hmm. always yeah, it's free uh, and and until January. So every Wednesday night. Oh, well, nice through January. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, so that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you have your your public interest aspect or service aspect to to the you know to your particular um, organization. That's great. People need yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and we're we're really trying to bring it in to kind of remember kind of the classics and then as well as kind of reexamine the new and bring on you know kind of what mm-hmm. what new new voices are out there. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my last question. You've been so generous. Um, we've been talking an hour. Um, yeah. Where'd the time go? Um, I was wondering, do you, do you does your does your film festival, another Hole in the Head film festival, does it does it um, commission uh, films? And if so, which films were commissioned this this particular season? Oh, so we we don't we don't have a commission um, on okay. that. I think we spend most of our time searching throughout the year. Uh, for um, you know, right after the festival's over, we have submissions, so mm-hmm. uh, we're pretty much on the ground, running around looking for new stuff. Uh, you know, beginning of the new year, so mm-hmm. so we do. Uh, we there's been some discussions back and forth, but I, I I think I think like our association with like the San Francisco Art Institute kind of also kind of is in that that realm of uh of, oh. you know, being associated with submissions. So, but uh, that's that's mm-hmm. something you have. We uh, we don't quite have that's more of the business aspect that I, I cannot uh, ask to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so you're connected yeah. to the art institute, the the, the uh, yeah the the, the benefit. Um, I know that Christopher Coble has been with uh, the festival uh, for mm-hmm. quite a number of years, and uh, always has a movie to show or get get uh, get his, uh, a bunch of students from the the art institute uh, involved mm-hmm. in a, in one of the programs. So. Okay. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice to have a place to be able to show the films, because um, I know um, SF um, Film. You know, that's they're connected to. Um, oh yeah. I think the. Um, I don't know, are they connected to Stanford? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's nice. You know, when a when a an institution is connected to a. You know, to a festival. <laughs> you know, so people can like. I make the film, but nobody knows it but me um, and my teacher. Yeah. <laughs> my classmates. You don't know the film society, yeah, look- which is now SF. I, I actually, 
had a membership when they were the film society <laughs> back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're just SS Film now. But yeah, they've they've sponsored some amazing films, uh, Beast of Southern Wild, Blind Spotting, you know, um, what have you, mm-hmm. um, throughout the years. And uh, yeah, no, that's that's definitely a highlight there. Also, um, I should not forget, um, we're actually mm-hmm. another hole in the head is sort of a branch off of a uh, the SF Indie Fest. Uh, festivals which are highlights docs and they have their own festival in, in February as well and so they they sponsor a lot of screenplays as well and what have you so SF Indie Fest is is sort of we are kind of uh, off the tree of that so to speak. Oh okay um, yeah um, so. I thought because of the of the uh, the indie part of it yeah uh, SF Indie um, Fest love SF Indie um, Festival yeah um, um and I, I thought you all were connected, but then mm. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, um, yeah. so are you? You're a child of SF Indie um, Doc, the um, Doc Fest. Um, I I've always I've attended for years and and watched uh, their doc. Their doc is amazing. I've in 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 what they what what they're able to show from around the world uh, each and every mm-hmm. year just just always blows my mind. But um, I actually, I mainly have been just a, what we kind of moniker is called Whole Head. I've just been at Whole Head, you know, uh, since I was a teenager. <laughs> so it's primarily because <laughs> they were showing the movies that I wanted to see or uh, knew that, you know, I would never get to see ever again before streaming and whatnot. So uh, so <laughs> I've been specifically with that. But I've also, um, I mean, I've worked, you know, worked for American Film Institute in the past as, a, as an mm. intern. So um being around that festival and, and well as uh, films in the Los Angeles area. Um, I've, I, I definitely, yeah. Oh, and, and also, yeah, to a certain extent, I, uh, Sundance I've been to a couple of times, but, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, and I primarily only go for their midnight selections. So, um, okay. not in, so, um, yeah. Yeah. And this year everybody can go to Sundance. We don't have to travel. It's gonna be online. I'm like, yeah, it is online. Because I've always yeah. wanted to go, but I've never gone. And like, I'm going this yeah. year. Coming, yeah, yeah. It's online this year. So I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Well, this year, next year, um, I'm not exactly certain what year it's in, but it's gonna be online. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I think the Roxy is uh, going to be the presenting theater, um, you mm-hmm. know, virtually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be. Really I believe. Cool. Yeah, we we also have the Balboa. As well, they've done a lot of virtual with uh, with festivals too. Oh, so yeah. The, the Roxy. Mm-hmm. I think primarily it will be at the Roxy, and then um, I don't know what what Draft House is doing. But normally they also mm, yeah. have their own things going on. But uh, yeah, I think it, it is the Roxy that'll be the main part of it. But yeah, there's there's the thing people I think forget about, especially San Francisco, is these amazing art theater houses that are still existing and and are really trying to exist. You know, past 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Some are historical landmarks, so they'll be there. But as an, you know, as a film, you know, going experience, you know, it's the, they're trying to figure that out, you know, as well. So, mm-hmm. and I, I hope yeah. if you can support them, support them. So, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I appreciate that plug because, um, yeah, yeah, we definitely want them to be here. Um, you know, continuing, you know, through the pandemic and after the pandemic you know, having having a presence is really important because so many theaters have closed over the years. You know, like 20 mm-hmm. years ago, so-and-so, you know, there were like this many film, you know, houses open. And then 
40 years ago and 50 years ago, like, wow, yeah. And then in some places, because, you know, when you travel, there are no theaters sometimes when you go to a different to a different a country outside of this one, and everybody you know people have to people watch movies in their homes. There is no community aspect to watching films. I'm like, yeah, something about you know being in a theater with other people and seeing yeah. the director in a conversation with you know. You know, someone like yourself, it's just so exciting and so fun. You can go up and take a picture. You can go talk. You know, it just, it's just nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's – I also am, like, I, I, I kind of consider myself, yeah, like, the movie theaters were always kind of my home in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being uh, being a kid that uh, essentially, you know, didn't have a lot going on um, where, uh, where I'm from. Uh, I'm from the South mm-hmm. Bay originally, uh, just below San Jose. And so, uh, and so that definitely, uh, yeah, taking the walking, walking a mile or so to the bus stop and then going to the theater at the Granada or the Cinema 6 mm-hmm. in Morgan Hill was, was definitely always kind of my home quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. growing up. And then when I was able to get older uh, and move more towards the city, that was, these, mm-hmm. these definitely were my other homes I could call to and, and watch a lot of great stuff and be inspired by. So I hope. Hope folks will uh, definitely acknowledge it, and not to forget the Grand Lake, which is down oh, down the road, yes. down the road here as well. That's right. So, yeah. So. Yeah, because well, Grand Lake yeah. is actually in in the film uh, seriously. You know, you see. Um, I really love the the cinematography. You know, the billboards and the marquees, and <laughs> that's really great. Yeah. It, it, yeah, Theo Allingsworth and his crew have um, created, a, I think, a great, and not to say ironically, time capsule of both, uh, you know, of, of, of twenty of pre twenty twenty and and also of of kind of the, the modern age that we're living in. So, um, I hope everyone mm-hmm. checks out seriously the problematic time transplant. So, <laughs> the full title. On that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So thank you again, Benji, um, for joining us to talk about the 17th annual Another Hole in the Head online film festival, December 11th through December 27th online. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so make sure you check out the website, uh, ahith.com forward slash 2020. Well, actually, you know, you don't do that part, sorry, because I'm I'm in short films. (laughs) Yeah. com. Yeah, it's the abbreviated for another hole in the head. But thank you so much, Wanda. Hope you'll, yeah, hope you'll see more. And yeah, we have so much, so much to show. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, I might be able to catch you know one of the live programs you know where you're going to be moderating. When is the next one you're going to be moderating? Um, the next one that we'll have, we have a free preview night of just the trailers on Tuesday. That's primarily for filmmakers, um, just to come in and, mm-hmm. you know, highlight their work. Um, oh. that, but the next one officially is for another hole in the head festival will be on Friday. Um, will be on Friday, the 18th for death wish revision. And then mm-hmm. Saturday will be, um, several other, uh, our shorts and features as well. Friday, Saturday, I would say come check it out. So. Uh-huh. Okay. 
All right, cool, cool. Okay, super. Well, you have a good rest of the day. It's still bright Thank and you. early. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations on, you know, another, um, you know, film festival, 17 years. You know, that's, that's pretty significant. And uh, and the selection and the and the variety of works, you know, genre, you know, um, uh John was covered, and you know, and also sort of the breadth of loc- of um, geographies, you know, that are present within, you know, the selections. You know, we can travel the whole world, <laughs> literally. Yeah. You know, here um, with with you all in the festival, you know, this season. So, yeah, um, congratulations, and looking forward to your 18th. But I'm really enjoying the 17th. So I'm glad. Yeah. You know, we have so much time to like keep on watching the films and. You know, join the discussions, et cetera, et cetera. So it should be, yeah, it's really been fun so far, and I've only I've only been at it since last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got you got until the twenty seventh, so you got you got some time. So you know, right, you right, definitely yeah. on that end. But uh, yeah, hopefully for the eighteenth, we'll be, you know, if everyone's safe and we are back to, you know, sort of just not, you know, I I like how Dave Chappelle said, you know, I don't want this new normal kind of thing, or you know, I don't want to go back to what it was kind of thing it's more of you know what we're living in you know we'll hopefully living in the safe and more healthy you know place you know we'll be back for the 18th and in our our, our classic underground theater in japan town so hopefully uh we'll have that kind of thing so um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well great thanks wanda I, I i did you have to yeah i should i actually have to go do something so, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Me, it's been so. fun hanging out with you, you know, um, sort of like the breakfast conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, my, that's what I got to do. I got to make some coffee. So, um, but, yeah. All right. Well, All right. pleasure. You out take good care. Yeah, look forward to hearing what you think of uh, more of uh, more of the fest. So. Oh, certainly, certainly. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> All right. You take care. Peace and blessings. <laughs> yeah. You as well. Bye. Baba Baba
That was Nana Sula uh, singing uh, Humanity. And, um, yeah, yeah, wow. Uh, the 17th Annual Hole in the Head Film Festival, again, is it opened December 11th last week, and it continues through December 27th. And you can go to the website to find out about all of the great films that they have curated, the organizers have curated uh, to meet all taste. <laughs> I don't think there's a film that you won't like, so you need, totally need to check it out. And uh, yeah, yeah, as, as the year sort of winds down, goodness gracious, we are in December. Not when, We're not just in December. We are like halfway, almost halfway through December. Oh my goodness. So um, yeah, wishing everyone um, a safe and um, <clears throat> prosperous um Conclusion to the year and beginning of the next, and uh, yeah, wishing everyone um, health and wellness and, and safety. Um, and we're going to close with another Nana Sula selection. We just sort of hanging out with Nana Sula today. We open with Zion Trinity, <laughs> which features Nana Sula among other wonderful performers, and and then we have she, on her own project. We have um, this work that um, she has made more recently, and they have some really wonderful uh, videos that you might want to check out. Um, Again, that was Humanity. And um, so we're going to close with trying to figure it out. Um, uh, I don't know. um, There's some ones, I mean, I kind of like them. I'm like a fan. The Ancient Mothers one is really nice. I think we're going to just sort of lift up the mothers, and we're going to play this one uh, called uh, The Ancient Mothers. Again, um, this was a special broadcast, so you can join us for uh, for our regular edition of Wanda's Picks on Wednesday at 8 and Friday at 8. This Wednesday we're going to be talking about um, Oscar Grant and the family's reopening of the case. We're going to have um, uh, Cephas uh, Johnson, Uncle Bobby, on with uh, Oscar Grant's mother, um, the Reverend uh, Wanda Johnson. We're going to have Attorney John Burris and some other folks. Um, Uncle Bobby uh, told me someone else, but I can't remember who that other person is. So yeah, because uh, there was a, there were some other police officers on the platform uh, when Mazur Lee uh, shot Oscar Grant 
um, who was not resisting, and then there's another officer who is culpable as well, who never, never um, was never charged, and so the case is being reopened, and uh, so this particular conversation is going to be um, sort of an exploration of of what the charges are, who the person is, and you know, sort of what's going on, and um, yeah, just people to know sort of how they can support. Um, this uh, reopening of the case and uh, justice for Oscar Grant and his family. And, you know, you can never bring a person back, so there's only so much you can do insofar as uh, repairing the harm. You can't bring the person back. But we can definitely see that, you know, people are not continue to be continuing to be killed um, by police who are public servants, right? Um, however, um, all these years after Oscar Grant's killing and others, um, people are still being killed by police. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there are films in this particular festival that that speak to that, Um, you know, sort of the uneven, um, the uneven terrain around justice. Justice is not an even terrain in America or in the West. Uh, It's uh, justice often influenced by uh, one's status and one's money and one's race. So here is uh, for the ancient mothers. And again, this is Nana Sula. Mother on the Indian team. We must respect the ancestors and the ancient mothers. 
Yamaya, Ocean, oh yeah, the many others. Mommy wants to offset, now the essay. Yaa, Santiwa, Empress, Ben and Kale. We must respect the ancestors and the ancient mothers. Yamaya, Ocean, oh yeah, the many others. Mommy wants to offset, now the essay. Yaa, Santiwa, Empress, Ben and Kale. Yeah, my y'all, oh, you know y'all, than any other. Mommy wants to offset, not 